Hello, and welcome to the Polymer Clay Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Holden. This is a space for all things surrounding polymer clay, for education, growth, community, and art. Today, I'm going to be talking about a deburring tool I got for resin work, as well as working with hollow charms, two separate topics today. I did a market a week ago, and Amy of Art Creations by Amy B. was at the booth next to mine. She had some beautiful resin trays and coasters, and we got to talking about working with resin. I was telling her how I get frustrated with resin sometimes, because sometimes it will drip off of the edge of a piece, essentially ruining it and the pair I was planning on pairing it with. It just gets frustrating to put work into a piece and then not have it turn out. Amy told me about this deburring tool. Basically, you use it to get little bits and edges off of resin. She uses it on the edges of her pieces when they come out of the mold to get the little burrs or anything that's not quite smooth on the edge to be smooth. So I figured it would be worth a try. I'll link the tool I bought in the show notes. They are used in many applications for taking the edge off of a finished piece so that it's just a little bit smoother and they can be used with many different types of materials. The tool is really easy to use. It has a curved blade and comes with replacement blades. My only issue with the tool is that the blade swivels freely in the tool handle. I can see where this would be great for a lot of applications, but I would prefer a more fixed blade. I've been using it to take off little drips from my pieces that use resin. Um, Sometimes little drips happen on the edge, and I'm not sure if my resin isn't thick enough, if I need to use a a formula with more viscosity, or if I need to level my desk, which I probably do. (laughs) Instead of trying to chop off the drip all at once, I find it works better to try to shave it off little by little. The blade has much more control that way. And as I go, I'm feeling the piece to see where I need to take off more resin. So it's almost like trying to peel a carrot, right? You just kind of look for the next place that needs to be taken down just a little bit, and you keep going. Overall, I'm really excited by this tool. It saved a couple of pieces for my next launch. So I'm super grateful to Amy for sharing this tip. Thank you so much. Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram, at artcreationsbyamyb, and check out her Etsy page. I'll be sure to link both in the show notes. So, I've seen a lot of polymer clay artists using charms lately on Instagram, and so I wanted to try this out. I bought a couple of packs from Amazon to try them out and to see what I liked. I wasn't sure what exactly to call them when I was searching for them. I had the best luck finding what I wanted by searching for hollow charms, because essentially I was looking for a thin metal shape that would create a border for my designs. So when I got my charms, I took them and arranged them on my slab and then used my acrylic roller to press them into the slab. I wanted to put resin on top at the end to showcase like the beauty of the clay because I was using like a little sparkly clay that I'll review in a future episode. So this part was pretty easy, right? Just putting them on top and rolling them down. Um, And as I rolled them into the clay, I tried to make sure that they were relatively level. I then cut around the charms with an X-Acto knife. I tried to make sure that my cuts were as vertical as possible, and then I removed the excess clay. So in my work, I found out that the charms don't really have a good way to hold onto the clay. Because the clay can flex, 
it's easy for the charms to pop out of the clay if they aren't secured, right? So I tried two different ways to secure the charms. The first, as I alluded to, was by using resin. And this worked great. The resin binds with both the charm and the clay, providing that bond we want. The second way I secured the charms was by creating elements that went over the charm, locking them in. So for example, if I'm doing like a floral design, I'll take the petals of the flowers or the tips of the leaves and layer them over the charm so that they were touching both the charm and the slab, locking the charm into place. I also found it was important for the clay to be relatively solid and not squishy or warm when I was removing it from my work surface to bake. If the clay was too soft, the blade would pull the clay away from the charm. Or sometimes I would cut the slab in the middle of the slab and not right next to the work surface. Now, this can be helped by popping the clay into the refrigerator for a few minutes so that it solidifies just a bit. I find this helps make the clay more solid and helps my blade like cut a little bit more cleanly to remove what I'm working on from the tile surface that I work on. So I was worried as I was doing these pieces, right? I was worried about my Dremel tool hitting the metal charm when I was drilling my holes. Because I drill my holes from the back when I use resin, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to see the charm and that I would accidentally hit it and mess up either my drill bit or my machine or cause something to go flying. So to remedy this, I took my calipers and measured on the front where I wanted the holes to go. So I took a measurement from the edge of the piece to where I wanted the hole to be. And in taking that measurement, mine happened to be about two millimeters and I transferred that to the back of the piece. So I just flipped the piece over and using the sharp point of my calipers, I made a little indentation in the back of the piece and that served as my mark for where to place my drill bit for the holes. And this works surprisingly well. Um, this could be something I would use even like on a regular piece. On the pieces without resin, I can drill from the front just fine, but this is something that I tried for the pieces with the resin and I'm really happy with how that worked. So if you want to see any of these pieces that I've referenced today, you can check out my Instagram this week at HoldenAnote. My fall collection will be launching Monday, October 3rd, and will contain pieces that I worked on for today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. It's a mix of fall-inspired pieces, as well as some new techniques and clay bodies. Thank you so much for listening to the Polymer Clay Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at HoldenAnote. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and please leave a rating and tell your friends so we can grow this community. For more information and to sign up for the newsletter, please visit holdenanote.com. The music in this episode is Bright Wish by Kevin McLeod at Competech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.